All right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. And <laughs> for today's topic, we're going to talk about this is us. And uh, there's really no easy way to break into this. Uh, so <laughs> I want to go with ladies first. I want to start with Kate, then Randall. Uh, then Kevin, the grand finale, because we finished this season with him. All things led to Kevin uh, uh, this season, and uh, uh, I really like the way they picked on him this season. I like his growth. I like that they, uh, you know, allow Justin uh, Hartley to act. You know, he, he's not just a pretty face; like he is a very talented and intelligent guy. Um, and I mean, he, he stays in phenomenal shape. I've been watching him do stuff since, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Smallville, when he first showed up as Green Arrow. Like, the guy is just amazing. He's awesome. And, I mean, if you can stay in shape, the same shape, from 2000 to 2021, I mean, there where's the award? <laughs> I mean, there, there should be an award for just that. So, this season finale just, I mean... Wow. I mean, so many things to look at, so many things to take apart. And um, I'll just start by saying that Kate is the real MVP of the show. Okay. She keeps everyone together. Everyone comes back to her. And and if you look not nine times out of 10, who is everybody calling that is neutral, but loving and still moving forward and still having their own life? It's Kate. I mean, we've watched Kate from the beginning just being her brother's uh, agent to book deals, to book shows, to book, you know, movies. We've watched her as just her brother's agent to, you know, going in and, and sitting in group. And that's where she met Madison and then going in and, you know, uh, uh, meeting and being with Toby and going through all of that, you know, drama that, that came from that role. And then, you know, getting with Toby and the, the, the cheating scandal and the working out and, you know, meeting, you know, meeting everybody's family, uh, trying to be included with the big three, you know. So Toby, Toby had a journey as well, you know, that, that we weren't ready for. <laughs> but Kate, um, Kate really just blew my mind just as a person in this show because um, she has to deal with Becca's shadow, you know, you know, the mama I want to sing, mama I want to teach, mama I want to love, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, you know, those scenes in the hospital where they're looking at little Jack, I mean, that just tore me up inside because it's like we come into this world so innocent, so unprotected. And just seeing a baby struggle like that, just to breathe and just be there, it, it was hard, you know. And even at that time, <laughs> Kate is still in Becca's shadow because here she is trying to mother and, and, and give life and be there and be the support for this one baby at a time when her mom had three. <laughs> so, you know, it's like in many ways... Uh, you know, I hate to say it in a bad way. Uh, Becca and Jack are the superhuman MVP, NFL, NBA, gymnast, 
uh, uh, track star legends that will never be outdone because of all the things that they've had to do uh, in, 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 a, in a good way and an enduring way. But seeing, you know, Kate just kind of jump in, um, it, it, just, it, it should remind everyone, we all want to feel useful. We all want to feel helpful. We all want to feel valuable. And you never know what, you know, what stage of life someone may be on, you know, when they're in front of you. And that's what's so huge about this show is while we're watching this show, everybody on this show is going to get a chance to um, um, do some shadow work, get, you know, get dug up on or come under the microscope, as, as, as I like to say. You're going to get dissected on this show. And that's, you know, Kate, Randall, Kevin, I mean, 100%. It's like, if they leave somebody out of the perimeter, so say they just leave them in kicking range, at, at, at pitcher's range, or at a, a three-point range, when they leave somebody out there, they leave them out there for a reason. Like, to me, that's like the hardest judgment on this show. When somebody's left out, uh, you know, out with from without arm's reach. That's like the 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 super judgment of this show when they bring you in and show a couple more scenes and show what people are made of and show what they show who they are behind closed doors. That's like the real strength and development of this show. So, you know, let's dig into it a little bit. You know, for Kate, um, these dating pains, man. Uh, uh, her journey, you know, showing her life's journey dating wise, um, you know, it, you, you go from losing your dad, probably one of the best dads, best husbands you could have to trying to figure out who you are, find your identity as a teenager, um, while going through just the classic struggles that ladies are going through. In their teenage years, the classic struggle, the classic knowledge, um, and then having to deal with, you know, the, the loss of your dad. So dealing with the loss of your dad, dealing with the classic teenage struggles. I'm sorry, I said those in backwards order, and then dealing with, you know, this abusive guy and working at the record store. Um, I can't remember the movie with John. Cues at serendipity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were really, really in that serendipity feel with John Cusack and uh, I believe Kate Beckinsale. They were all up in that, digging all up in that feel. Um, and then, of course, half-baked, you know, uh, Jim Brewer working at the record store and doing the Jerry Maguire moment. You know, who's coming with me? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, it, it just... It's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like she's in a relationship with this guy that, you know, he's a mess, you know? And, and I think the funny thing is like, if you're a mess, it's really easy to get in a relationship with somebody else is a mess because it takes some of the pressure off of you. Like you just, you don't feel like a failure when you come into the relationship because you're like, how, you know, wow, maybe we can bond on this. Maybe we can build together from this brokenness. But that's the whole point. I mean, just two broken plates don't fit together. So it's it's hard. <laughs> Relationships can be hard because we don't have much teaching and much background in quality relationships. So she's gone through abuse. 
She's going through abortion. She's going through, you know, a period in her life when now she's feeling so closed off from people um, that she doesn't even think of herself dating wise. Then you insert the group. Then you insert Madison. Then you insert Toby. Now, this gave her love on fire. I absolutely loved seeing the introduction of Toby. And so far, I, I, I love him. I've been I've had my Toby moments. So I've, I've been through it. I've done it. And, you know, with Toby comes the love on fire with Toby. Now, Kate has motherhood with Toby. Now, Kate can watch fatherhood. Um, and Jack, you know, he's, you know, this little guy now, but because of the uh, flash forward that we saw a few seasons ago, we know that he's this future uh, star musician that, you know, is blind. But now he looks a little bit more like his British stepdad, doesn't he? Like, I wondered who this guy was in the beginning when they're showing those flash forwards. But now I, I, I'm getting the feeling that he's supposed to be like this future brother-in-law as the you know british music teacher is saying to kevin in the beginning of this last episode so i'm like wait what so yeah that that really threw me but all in all i really love uh, kate's role um she is the true mvp of the show all things come to and from and around kate um she's been the moral center of the show this whole time we just didn't realize it because i mean we'll get to randall um, Randall is exactly who Randall is, but oh boy, yeah, I am Randall. So that's why I can, <laughs> I can, I can deal with Randall in, in a different way, but you know, I think the, the last and final piece was Madison, um, Madison, um, she was that, re that friendship that reveals it's like the, the, uh, uh butterfly effect. She's the friendship that reveals partly what Kate could have been, but the complete opposite. So like Madison's dad is the anti-Jack. He just threw a little bit of money and stayed at the perimeter. You know, it's kind of like the people that just throw money at the problem and then they just stay out of it. It's like, yeah, money's a great resource. It's great and powerful, but like it, it will never, it will never replace, supplant um, human emotion interaction and the work. And then of course, uh, Madison, she, I, I, from what I remember, she doesn't talk about her mom very much, just that her mom is like not a very good person. So, which is the exact opposite. Becca and Jack are amazing people. They're amazing people. They've had to work and live and grow in all of the ways that we've had to alert work and live and grow but they found a way to be better when most people might have failed or struggled. Jack's untimely death and early death is one more thing that it makes us look at them a little bit stronger because, you know, a single mom raising kids. I mean, we've seen that in, in so many circles for black America. We've seen that in so many circles. Uh, uh, well, I should say, on uh, 16 and Pregnant, <clears throat> on that show, and Teen Mom, they really love uh, showing that perspective on the show. Like, what are these women supposed to do when there's brokenness, when the marriage doesn't work, or there's a death in the family, or the husband dies, or, 
you know, whatever. So, you know, the, the huge thing for me about Kate is watching from a feminine standpoint, you know, what would, what, what's it like to grow up and be you? You know what I mean? Like, what's it like to grow up and be you? And then we're going to add these things in there. We're going to dump these these different scenarios, these different things in there so that, you know, people can see through your eyes, your perspective, um, you know, what they did in these times. And, and that's what I love about the writing on this show. I don't feel like I'm watching a soap opera. I really feel like I'm watching people's lives that I grew up with, you know, and for some of them I did. <laughs> um, but Randall, uh, Randall is the black version of Jack. Um, he's the elevation of both of his biological parents. And he's such a good son to Jack and to Becca. I know for the, the, the longest time, he always wanted his, uh, uh, black approval, um, and tried to get that from Jack. He tried to get that from Becca, um, you know, looking around to see if his real black parents are there or doing his whole tongue thing to see if, you know, people are, are going to be able to do that too. You know, are you my dad? Are you my mom? You know, he's constantly searching for the answers that Becca <laughs> already has. And, and in this episode, we really see that this last episode that Becca is really sorry for keeping that from him. And, and that's the thing as, as a, a, a 30 year old, how do you know that this kid is going to grow up and want to know all that stuff. Wasn't your love enough? Wasn't your home enough? Well, that's the thing. If they could have made Kevin White, I'm sorry, Randall White, when they adopted him, I think none of this would have happened. Uh, now, sure, he might have, you know, wondered about his parents, but looking in the mirror, seeing that you have this chocolate skin and looking at your sister, looking at your brother, as loving as they may be, and as loving and awesome as Jack was, as Becca was, how in the world can you look in the mirror and look at your family photos and say, we all look alike? <laughs> you know, on paper, if you were to describe one another, yeah, of course they're a family. You know, if you were to describe how they feel, how they act, of course they're a family. Then once you start getting to the details of the adoption and, and how they look, then yeah, it's 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 a little it's a little different. <laughs> so with Randall being adopted, you know, it gave Jack and, and Becca their third child. Uh, but he constantly wanted his black love and black approval and, and this resonated, you know, heavily um with me. Um because growing up black in so many different scenarios um, will really test you mentally, uh, test the economy. You know, not all black males have rap albums and are in jail and prison and steal. It's just, it's, it's not a reality. So just seeing a black man does not equate a uh, thug or, uh, and they've, they've done a very good job of, of showing that um, growing up black in the suburbs, growing up black in, in communities that are integrated, um, you really do search for that identity because 
you have to come back with what a lot of people know as being black, not necessarily what is being black, which should be appreciating everyone on every level individually. Um, <laughs> they cut to a part where they wanted Randall to, to, you know, jump into a song. I can't remember what the song, I think it was like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or something. And he didn't know not one of the words. <laughs> so that became his mission to find a way to prove that he was black enough with music to people that put him on the spot. When in reality, why should you ever have to prove your whiteness? Why should you have to prove your blackness? You don't. So people have been small minded. And because of this, Randall had to go through a lot. But he chose the high road and chose a, a great career, a great wife, great family. And uh, all of that never stopped his constant pain, though. He's constantly hurting from feelings of resentment or not being wanted, that he was left on that fireman's doorstep, uh, left to the Pearsons. Um, he's been excluded for, you know, out of things because of racism and I don't know. He's not accepted by Kevin. Kevin, you know, we found this out at the end of the uh, previous season, uh, two seasons ago, that, you know, he's not accepted by Kevin because Kevin feels like Randall got in the way of of, of Kevin and Jack being brother and or, or dad and son, like that relationship, you know. And so he, he may feel like he's not accepted by anyone, especially when it came to going up against Councilman Brown. You know, they, you think you can ride in on your, you know, Escalade. You can come down here and do a little community involvement, a little community work and make everything better. You think that in your nice house and, you know, it's like he's not accepted by white people. He's not accepted by black people. He's not accepted by anybody. It's like the one thing that Randall has done consistently is work, work. He's done so much great work. That's how he found his dad, William. Kevin finds him. They go through the awkwardness of, you know, reconnecting. William dies. But this was long enough to give him everything he needed. Learning that his dad was later gay, that he was this great uh, uh, musician, that he had all this musical background and poetic background and how they were going to name him. Uh, you know, learning all these things about his dad, it was it was very healing for him because he got to see him more as a person and less of just the guy that that rejected him. You know, so with his mom, the drugs and, and, and that moment that we classically know in this show where she dies, she lived, <laughs> she lives. And this created a necessary uh, shadow work for Randall to visit his Louisiana family, see what kind of family his mom came from and, and, and learn, you know, you know, what kind of mom, you know, he really had, what kind of woman she really was. And she was kind of locked into that that programmed family that most of us Americans have seen growing up, you know, especially in the 80s and 90s. You know, there was a program. You know, you want to get with the program, and if you're not, it it is kind of controversial. You know, you marry who your mom and dad tell you to marry. You date who your friends tell you to date. 
and and you do whatever it is that you're supposed to do in that pathway and when that stopped working for everybody it it got rough and randall's real mom exposes that um and of course she leaves she meets this new great awesome man but just happens to get into drugs as well so she couldn't do it you know she ran and and found this amazing life with this amazing person but also gave birth to this child and the asian gentleman i can't remember uh, the asian gentleman um being there to me is a lot like uh the gentleman that randall partnered up with to win his seat in office like that that love and that bonding and that pairing the black and asian pairing we got a piece of that when he was running for office but then in louisiana uh, randall's mom is in love with this gentleman but uh, this gentleman, the Asian, the Asian young man, he got put into those traditional values, those traditional family pathways I was talking about. So when, you know, <laughs> Randall's mom left, he was forced to go the same route a lot of us go, which is, hey, I'm right here. Uh, who am I going to marry? Who am I going to be with? I'm out. I'm partying. I'm at this certain age and I'm in love. I'm falling in love. And I want to date and marry somebody. So you you work with what you got. And man, it, it really is a beautiful thing. It's, it's not a settling thing or a bad thing. Who's in front of you a lot of times can be the most beautiful part of your life. So I want to say uh, for, the, for the Asian gentleman, he didn't lack in anything. He might have lost that. She might have been the girl that got away. But boy, to see them come back later in life and for Randall to own that home in Louisiana and get to do a little bit of that shadow work and yelling in the, the, the lake and also be there to, to help Madison on his drive back deliver those babies. Um, it really tied in well that we were we were bringing it all together and then to see, you know, of course, Kevin um, leave his job and, you know, uh, on on set filming to leave that to you know choose his his kids his baby madison um i loved it loved it loved it no i don't want him to be the walkout guy as he's been labeled um but i absolutely love seeing that that care and that concern to catch flights and even go through covid and not having your information <laughs> just to make it home and i'm glad he made it but um my favorite part about Randall actually isn't Randall. It's actually Beth. Um, she's such an amazing combination of characters I love. Th three that come to mind are Claire Huxtable uh, and then Gina and Pam from Martin. Um, she's, gone, she's gone through so many struggles, you know, the, getting her mom's approval, um, her career struggles, you know, working so Randall can sit at home during his midlife crisis. Um, she's a black woman. You know, she's probably been told a billion times, especially with ballet and dancing and opening her studio. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't dance. You can't go here. You can't go there. And then you have this career, the 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 career that she's trying to get back up going. Motherhood. She's trying to do everything right with Tess. Deja is a chapter that, you know, kind of <laughs> like 
I'll come back to that. But she's trying to do everything right in her motherhood. She's trying to do right with the hair. The hair is always good. Like, I don't know if you guys notice this, but the hair is always on point on this show. The girl's hair is always good. And my mom does hair, so that's why I notice. <laughs> but hmm, we're chasing dreams. We're chasing dance. And, you know, this show just really proves that, especially with Beth, a lot of women have been Beth. Like, I've been Randall in many scenarios. A lot of women have been Beth, where you're trying to chase some of that independence so you don't end up just being a robot and a, a, a zombie like so many of us, you know, have seen. But with Deja, she went from adopted and toxic to healed and mentoring Randall with like street wisdom. Like she hits him hard. Now she's living with a heart and, and we're watching her go through her things with Malik. And, and <laughs> that makes me laugh because like, Omar Epps is Malik's dad. And I'm like, wasn't Omar Epps named Malik in higher learning? So <laughs> that always makes me laugh. But big ups to Deja. She just has such an amazing, powerful journey. Watching what she went through with her mom and her mom saying, you know, you're good here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you be raised here. You know, it, it's a it, it's a tearjerker because like nobody wants to give up their roots and what could have been no matter how bad the family was nobody wants to feel rejected and so randall and deja echo each other uh so so closely in the same way i said kate and madison echo each other they're both essentially um similar people but with you know their parents doing different things like they both prove how one could have grown up you know differently had the situations been a little bit different um, but yeah, I, Annie, adorable. I saw her in the movie Shazam. She says, am I a good sister? I'm like, of course you are. You're adorable. <laughs> little kids are just adorable. But, um, mm. now to the grand finale, Kevin, 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 the new and improved Jack, but hold my beer. <laughs> so marriage, um, Kevin has been stuck on this Princess Bride performance and trying to win Sophie's heart and impress Sophie. You know, he, he lives for the moment. Kevin is such a performer. Like he comes to life uh, uh, with the performance, which is, you know, it's like, what's the question? What does he love more performing for people or the people? So, you know, which, which, which one is more important to Kevin? the the feeling of being praised and worshipped and loved for your talents so what does he love more the the praise for his talents or who it's coming from and that's what that's why i say hold my beer he is the new and improved jack but hold my beer <laughs> um the fantasy love stories we've got sophie we've got zoe we've got madison with Madison, he's willing to marry her to honor the, the the children and the woman that he's having children by, which is one of the most old school Jack things you could possibly do. With Zoe, uh, <laughs> Zoe I'll get into in just a minute. I mean, I was so excited to see 
Kevin with Zoe because she's this beautiful, caramel, black woman. Um, but I'm like, ooh, Beth tried to warn you. <laughs> but with Sophie, Sophie was classically the one that got away, which is strange because he was married to her. But acting meant more. You look at Kevin's priorities at the time, acting meant more. And later, alcohol. You look at Kevin's understanding of the scenarios, he failed to access all viewpoints of reality. He just saw it from his perspective, which is normal. Like, you know, 20, what was it? He was about maybe 20 when they got married, 18, 19, 20 when they got married. Like, if you were to have 2021 version of Wayne, sit down with the 18, 19, and 20-year-old version of Wayne and just have a conversation, like, I would destroy that kid with knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And Kevin's wisdom at that time was just too low. He was just too young. So not only did he lose Sophie <laughs> as a, a young husband, he had the chance to talk to her again. We saw that, remember? He had the chance to date and talk to her again, and it was kind of toxic. He was still drinking. It just didn't work. So it's like, maybe I shouldn't have said hold my beer. <laughs> so the new and improved Jack, but hold my beer. Um, it, it's hard, you know. Everybody just assumes you look at him, he's got this you know, attractive face. He's this really good looking guy, and that's it. That's not it. Like, uh, Kevin has been through a lot, you know, it, 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 it's hard, but when people are drinking and addicted to a drug or gambling or anything that affects other parts of their life that shows up in a negative way, it always comes from something else. Like if you watch 600 pound life or any of these other shows, like all these addictions and problems and hoarding, it, it always comes from something else. Well, losing your father and losing your, his, his knee was broken um, as a star football player after going through all that emotional trauma. And we kind of saw that, you know, uh, uh, Kevin being called dumb and all that by his coach, which his dad had to, you know, go in and straighten him up on. Um like, they're teenagers. They're just teenagers. And I think we can agree that the world is not ran by teenagers for specific reasons. So we can't trash them for being teenagers, but then also admit, no, I wouldn't want to be back in that teenage mindset anymore because of how well-equipped I am mentally and emotionally with my knowledge, wisdom, and understanding now. So we can't condemn them while also understanding how much smarter and leveled up we are now to go from all of that teenage drama to now losing your dad and then trying to make a career for yourself while also getting married and not having all the pieces of the puzzle spoken to you and getting that 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 wisdom the way you need it to go through all of that and get married and not know what to do when you lose that woman because you chose wrong. That's a lot. And he's got some scars on his on his heart. So how do you lose the love of your life because you choose your profession? 
there's not an easy way to do that. And so, yes, she got away. She's the one that got away. But, you know, we're not going to be able to see what Kevin is going to do because he didn't tell Madison he loved her. <laughs> and, and of course, the flash forward scene when we're all looking at um, Becca on the, you know, on the, I want to say deathbed, which is horrible to say. She's in that new house that was designed right after, you know, we kind of saw the good huddle, uh, you know, in this last episode, we see the twins are running around and they're a little bit older. So, um, you know, no Madison, <laughs> they're really safe with that. No Madison. So we got to wonder like, well, oh, does he just have the boys for the weekend? What really happens? Um, you know, now we've got, we got to wait to find out and see who his marriage speech is too. You know, now that we can assume it's Kate and the, the British music teacher, um, that's just a different route. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Sophie, yes, I believe maybe they're going to circle back to, to her if possible. But Zoe was Beth's sister that Beth tried to warn her on. And ultimately, Zoe hit Kevin with the same energy that he gave Sophie. She didn't want kids and wanted to be herself the same way Kevin chose acting over marriage in Philly. So Kevin had it all, this, this marriage in Philly, but he chose to give that up for acting. And so, yeah, it it, it was kind of hard. Like, we actually had to watch um, Kevin do some work. And um, Sophie has exposed that, you know, Kevin doesn't have it in order. Like he's, you know, essentially, uh, you know, just taking, mm, he's taking the easy way out to explain what makes people feel good, but doesn't follow through on it. Like he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I love you. I'm here. I love you. But like, he's not really here. He doesn't really love like all the way through. And Zoe kind of cornered him on that. You know, he's really out there just for himself. And he's selfish because it's the only way he knows how to be happy now. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Being selfish because it's the only way you know how to be happy. There's nothing wrong with that. It's why. That's that the, the reason why is what, you know, we haven't got to dig into. And it's because, hey, you lost your dad. You lost the, the most powerful piece on the chessboard. And there's nothing that can replace that. So in all theory, anyone that's new in his life, they don't really fit on the chessboard. And so it, it, he doesn't have to go all out. He doesn't have to uh, push really that hard for anybody else because his, his chessboard is already full. I mean, he's got... Becca, he's got uh, Kate, he's got Randall, and then you've got who who they choose to be with. You've got Miguel, you've got Beth, you've got Deja, Tess, and Annie, and then you've got, you know, Kate's kids that she's, you know, Jack and, and I can't remember the, the little baby's name. Um, I can't remember the name right now. I should remember, but <laughs> I can't remember 
can't remember the name. I know it was super emotional out there in the car. We were trying to get that name um, with all those bobbleheads that that guy had in his van. But um, he, he wants so bad to be Jack. He wants so bad to be the shining example of Jack. And I think that's what really led him to, in his heart, be honest and humble enough to marry Madison, the mother of his children. You know, he, he holds so heavily onto the premise that he's Jack, but only recognizes the good stuff and not the negatives. Um, you know, he's in denial about his issues, the drinking, the male stubbornness, you know, afraid to admit that he's wrong. I mean, this is this is me. This is so many guys. Um, but he's finally doing that shadow work. We saw this when he went and, and trolled Randall as a brother <laughs> in a good way to apologize to say he's sorry. You know, he heard about the conversation with Kate and he wanted to come in and talk to him and just say he was sorry. And he stayed there and dealt with the noise, all the Randall noise, which is necessary for all of us to do. You can't apologize to somebody and then not be there for their noise. They're going to have some things to say to you and you're not going to like them. But you need to hear them if you're really sorry. He's committing to Madison. He's committing to the kids. I mean, at moment's notice, he can leave his job filming just to be with the kids. Now, of course, that is going to come back to haunt him a little bit. He is trying to do good with that. But he's, he's, he wants so much to not be the guy that walks out. His dad walked out in death. People are saying he walks out of shows. He doesn't want to walk out on Madison. He doesn't want to walk out on his kids. He doesn't want to walk out on anybody. If anything, he's trying his hardest to find stability somewhere. So yeah, Kevin is um, Kevin is is a shining example of you know what Kevin would look like in today's era. You know, had things had things gone a little bit different. So he's he's the today's version of of Jack. I mean, you get a guy that looks that good, a guy like that that will commit to a relationship and be honest and nice and sincere to a woman. It doesn't really happen a lot because you don't have to be, <laughs> you know, guys that look like this, they don't have to be nice to women. Usually it's the guys that have had to actually live and, and love and experience life that have the most to offer a woman because they've been through the highs and lows. When you've just been through the highs, you don't, <laughs> You don't have to, you don't have to do any work, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and, and I think Randall, uh, uh, Jack, I'm sorry. Um, Kevin gets that, you know, all of them do, you know, but Hey, that's the show. That's what makes it so great. That's what makes it so powerful. And, you know, I, um, I just, man, I want to come back to Madison for a second. There's something I forgot. Madison confronted him with the fantasy family and he had to choke on the love question. Kevin, do you love me? The answer is yes. But everyone knows he didn't he, he didn't love her with the same agape modern romance we hunt for since, you know, romance broke into every fairy tale and novel, you know, hundreds of years ago because it wasn't always what it is now. People used to just marry to marry. <laughs> They'd figure it out later. Um but could they have postponed the wedding to until being in love? Yes. 
In the movie, I think I love my wife. Carrie Washington is in her, you know, greatest looking self, push up bra, just looking immaculate chocolate. And Carrie Washington asks Chris Rock, so do you love your wife? And she says, after his answer, I think I hear ice cracking. And he's like, what? She's like, that ice that you're standing on is not very sturdy. It's cracking. And anybody that knows, if you've played hockey or ice skated or ice fishing, if you hear that thick ice that's been solid that you can drive a car on, if you hear that ice cracking, you're done. And what she was saying in theory is that that ice that your marriage is on is no longer strong and sturdy. It's cracking. When Madison asked Kevin, do you love me? The ice started cracking immediately. The, the foundation was no longer there. Now, Kevin could work up to this. He could love her. I believe this wholeheartedly. But it wasn't the romantic, you know, type of love that was there at the moment, which people call settling. And if you know people that have settled into their marriage and, and you know, they're doing good now, I feel like it's because they chose to work. Like, like love does require work. That passionate love does require work. And his previous relationships proved that him being passionate about somebody and in love wasn't necessarily the right choice. It wasn't enough. But no one ever loved Madison. So she kind of looked at this as, let's just throw more money at the problem, like her dad did. We'll just comb over the issue. Dad left her with money. Mom was never there. So why should she have to deal with one more fake relationship? So, yeah. This Is Us is huge. This Is Us is deep. And no one comes to this show without being exposed and going under the microscope. And, you know, it's like people are even just digging in your back. They're in your central nervous system trying to figure out who you are and, and what you're doing. And, and, of course, we saw that with Best Mom. You know, the way Best Mom was just kind of rude and mean and sharp. Just being old and cold and, 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 and seasoned as a woman. You know, it, it happens to all of us. So... You're going to get exposed on this show. It's a deep and meaningful and powerful show. And man, it's 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 coming to a close, which is really sad. But this will if this is a soap opera, this will be my favorite soap opera to always come back to because it represents so many things that I've gone through as a man, not just with Randall, but through Kevin and through uh, Kate. Um, but I've also some of the things that Jack went through, some of the things that Becca went through. Some of the things that Toby or Beth or Miguel went through. So, you know, there's something to identify in all of us. And that's why this show is, is so greatly titled This Is Us. So, all right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share all these messages. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you soon.